Let's listen to this man. He got some good news for you. Hey, everybody. Gather near. The doctor's in the house. So lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The doctor is in the house. And a lot of doctors aren't in the house or in their minds, but this doctor is in the house, and I'm happy to be here and grateful to be here, and thank you for listening. This program will contain general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And as I have said for the last six years, I welcome you with an attitude of gratitude because we know as grateful people, we are happier, we are less depressed, we are less stressed, and we are more satisfied with our relationships. And gratitude, ladies and gentlemen, is not just good for the grateful person. Actually, the person on the receiving end has great benefits also. Just been so much uh, going on this week, and there's a, a great, uh, art, many articles on gratitude. And of course, I had them here uh, before the show started, but everything is coming in at a furious pace, ladies and gentlemen. Information is just, I, I'm having a hard time keeping up with it. Uh, especially since uh, the Freedom of Information Act has made the Pfizer and these companies just dump all the information they've been hiding from us. They wanted 75 years to release this. 75 years. Do you believe that? What were they, what are they trying to hide? What are they trying to hide? So let me just tell you a little bit about gratitude because we, you know, this is important during these tough times when we have a lot of fear, a lot of uncertainty. We're disconnected from our routines, from our environment, from our friends, from ourselves even. And that's why I've been telling you, you have to be the CEO of your own body. You have to indulge in self-care and love and care for yourselves. Because it will impact you. It'll, you'll be more resilient, especially, especially to depression and anxiety and sleep problems. So maybe self-care is the true health care we're going to have to practice until we get rid of the uh, Fauci-like people who are destroying our health. And we have to rely more, or more on the chiropractic or naturopathic philosophy of a vital force that's uh, in our bodies. It's invisible, but it guides us to better, to, to inner and outer growth, to compassion and to love. And when you practice gratitude, 
Don't just pretend. Make it really happen. Because your, your brain knows. It's very, very powerful, and your brain is not stupid. So if you effectively lie to yourself and try to fake it till you make it, your brain will know. So if you're just going to make a list and of things you should be grateful for, but really don't believe in that list, your brain will know. But the most potent form of gratitude is not so much a matter of giving and expressing. It really isn't receiving it. The receiving person. And this has been studied by researchers monitoring brain activity even monitoring brain activity they monitored uh, brain activity of a group of people while they were watching documentaries of the holocaust survivors and the survivors telling their powerful stories about the gratitude they felt for people who helped them during their darkest and scariest portions of their lives and as they were watching it, they imagined themselves in the shoes of the people receiving the gratitude and they made their brain scans light up. Light up, ladies and gentlemen. So we, we want to practice it. We want to read about gratitude. It's going to help us get through uh, the dark period that's going to come here. Okay, so what, what about this dark period? We're already starting to see that you cannot vaccinate yourself into health. And that the one way to be resilient and resistant to COVID is an internal mask. What have I been telling you, ladies and gentlemen? You have to have a superior interior. You have to keep your gut healthy. You have to have a good attitude. You have to stay properly hydrated. Well, I have some news for you today. Some of it I'm going to read. And re just, just recently, the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, she stated that more than 75% of people who have died with COVID had at least four other comorbidities. And the data from the CDC states that the large majority of people, up to 94%, also have an average of four other causes listed as the cause of death beside COVID. So, you know, when you reflect on it, you're, we're realizing that COVID has an extremely high survival rate, ladies and gentlemen, from the CDC. And we have to ask, why are we having to take such extreme measures as injecting the population with an experimental vaccine that has never been used before? And these extreme measures may be causing more harm than COVID would, would uh, if, if left alone. And it doesn't stop the transmission of the virus. Think about that. So the director said more than 75% and the CDC data set says that for over 5% is somewhere in the range between 75 and 94% of people had four or more comorbidities that also had COVID listed on their death certificate. And in the Canadian COVID Care Alliance, they stated that 95% of people who have died with COVID-19 had at least one comorbidity on the death certificate. The average was four. And we've seen this and we've reported on this. We said the actual death rate on this program, Dr. Ron said it was around 6% of the total that died from it, not with it. 
because for only 6% of them, COVID was the only cause of death. For the 94% of deaths, there were other causes. I've told you this, you've heard it here. Now, it doesn't mean that 75 to 94% of people, uh, uh, COVID was not the cause. It simply shows that people with underlying health conditions are exponentially much more susceptible to hospitalization and death from COVID. And we've seen this throughout history, throughout my career in medicine, which started in 1965 with other viruses. You know, and it could be a toxic personality. They could be lousy people, lousy human beings. That's that, that, that could be one of the contributing factors. And then the spraying uh, that we have no control of, of all the toxic chemicals on our soil and our food and the, all the other environmental factors we're, we're contending with. You know, it makes us as a, as a nation quite unhealthy. And then add into that having too many birthdays and getting old. So there, the, the million the death, the seven hundred thousand deaths that uh, John Hopkins keeps putting out on television, and 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 I do implore you not to watch TV. We are being gaslighted and having a mass psychosis inflicted upon us. So please don't watch this this stuff. Okay. So that's from the CDC. And you know, there's another scandal. And the, the byline to today's, today's podcast could be, you know, COVID and testicles. And where are the doctor's testicles? We knew from the beginning that when you're sick, you need treatment. And doctors pretty well knew that the best hope was a combination of zinc, vitamin D, and ivermectin. And how many programs did I do on iver on, on both of those, vitamin D and ivermectin? How many programs did I do on ozone that were taken down? Dr. Zelenko, a pioneer, told us right from the beginning what to do. Use hydroxychloroquine, use it early. Don't just tell the per person go home. Uh, if you have the COVID symptoms, then if you get too bad, go to the hospital because going to the hospital is a death sentence in today's world because they get paid a sliding scale for treating you with COVID, for keeping you in the hospital, for using remdesivir, for putting you on a ventilator. Some reporters have estimated that the average hospital made $100,000 per COVID patient, and they, most of them died. So remember we had that woman, where's the meat? Well, where, where were the medications? Well, you know, people like uh, Fauci, the CDC, WHO concocted studies that were false that demonized these and they got the, had them removed and, and the politicians took over and made it almost illegal for doctors to prescribe them or they would lose their license. So what did the doctors do? Nothing. They lost their testicles. They did not honor their Hippocratic oath, oath which they don't take anymore anyway, to do no harm. But now the pandemic is really hitting home. It's a ton of sick people, ladies and gentlemen. People are calling in sick. You know, you notice the airlines. You notice you can't get things in your in your stores. They can't come to work. Institutions are shutting down because people are too sick to come to work. And how about the 
recent headline of the head of the Indiana Life Insurance Company, who reported that deaths among people aged 16, I mean, 18 to 64 are up 40%. Suicide, drug overdoses, just death. How many of them are just sick with Guillain-Barre syndrome and other things? A lot of people are down for the count. It's miserable. It's pathetic. You know what? They're testing negative for COVID. Why? Because their immune systems have been miserably decayed over these two years because of lack of vitamin D, lack of exposure to the normal germs in life to being isolated, to being depressed because they overconsumed liquor and drugs. A terrible drain, a terrible drain on the system. So there was an interesting article today. And let me just find that real quick. Um, it was written by John Rappaport. And uh, he really took apart the uh, rapid test. And he wants to point something out. And this document, by the way, is posted on an FDA webpage. It's titled Intel Swab COVID-19 Rapid Test, Healthcare Provider Instructions for Use. And he points out a key quote under the headline, limitations of the test. Quote, potential cross-reactivity of the IntelliSwab COVID-19 rapid test with COVID-19 vaccines or therapeutics has not been evaluated. What does that mean? It's cross-reactivity. It means this test or a test designed to detect whether X is present in a person's body, be that COVID, is in fact detecting Y, the vaccine. And the manufacturer in this document readily admit, admits that it had not looked into the possibility that the COVID test is reacting to the COVID vaccine and then mistakenly stating the vaccinated person has the virus in his body. And why hasn't, why hasn't that been looked into? And why did the FDA grant an emergency use for this rapid test? Do you know the trouble this can cause? I guess like Ronald Reagan would would say to Jimmy Carter, are you any better off today before the after the vaccine than you were before the vaccine, before the lockdowns? Doesn't it seem like deja vu all over again? We're going back to where we started. Plus, we've destroyed the immune system of millions of people and made them more susceptible. Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of mRNA technology, says we're now in a negative position, that the more boosters you get, the more susceptible you'll be because you all have less immunity. So these rapid COVID tests are looking for a piece of the RNA, presumably. But the vaccine contains some part of the RNA, right? So you run the test and depending how sensitive it is, previously vaccinated people are going to test positive for the virus. Hello, fun and games, but it's not fun and games. We're dealing with people's lives. Wouldn't you like to be guaranteed that the test has been thoroughly checked and vetted? So this is what drives me absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. 
And then other reports that most hospitalized COVID-19 patients in New Jersey were admitted for non-COVID reasons. You went in for a heart attack, they swabbed you, it came back positive. Maybe you had the vaccine, so the vaccine showed the test positive. Listed as a COVID case. The Pfizer CEO admits, admits two shots offer very limited protection. And gosh, the former Pfizer VP, Mike Yaden, he declares, he's a, he's a celebrated scientist, that COVID vaccines are toxic by design. Another study shows that 145 countries who were vaccinated, most of their individuals made things worse. The top epidemiologist, Harvey Risch, he blames Fauci's COVID strategy and CDC data for making, not making things worse. A recently published study suggests that nearly every COVID vaccine recipient who died within seven days to six months after inoculation likely died because of vaccine-induced autoimmune damage. And by the way, as the, these, these uh, Freedom of Information papers keep coming out, we're finding out that different batches ha- had different amounts of uh, vaccine material in them. Isn't that nice? So maybe your neighbor did, didn't get sick at all, but your arm hurt and you got brain fog and, and what have you, Guillain-Barre syndrome. Because of a different batch of vaccine from the same manufacturer. And then from Jersey, I'll just quote what he wrote today. The White House recently cited CDC data analysis claiming that unvaccinated Americans are 17 times more likely to be hospitalized and 20 times more likely to die from COVID. But what's the CDC not telling you? It's not telling, telling you that these statistics are fraudulent. It's not telling you that America, not telling us that unvaccinated Americans also include vaccinated Americans. Well, you say, how can that be? Well, on January 5th, 2022, the famed narcissist, and as Robert F. Kennedy pointed out, liar, Fauci, and the CDC, they changed the criteria for what constitutes an American being identified as vaccinated to a person who has received either two Pfizer experimental shots, two Moderna Fauci experimental shots, or one Johnson and Johnson experimental shot and a booster. And having been at least 14 days since the last experimental shot was administered. Just think, think about it. If you got your shots and don't want a booster, Now you are considered unvaccinated, just like an American who declined to be vaccinated. So think about it. You have fully vaccinated and boosted. You have fully vaccinated and not boosted. You have partially vaccinated and you have vaccine-free individuals in America. If you fall into the last three categories, then you are considered unvaccinated, not by science or logic, but on the sole authority of unelected bureaucrats at the CDC. Why? Because it fraudulently hyperinflates the number of unvaccinated cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. Because it makes it look like everything is being driven by vaccine-free Americans. It fraudulently deflates the number of vaccine breakthrough cases and hospitalizations and deaths. Because only one category of that, of that four can qualify for a vaccine breakthrough evaluation. Remember, vaccine breakthrough cases increased over 1.1 million confirmed 
through from November to December. Hospitalizations from breakthrough increased from 56 to 90,000 from November to December. Vaccine breakthrough deaths increased from 16 to 25,000 November to December. You know, like Dr. McCullough, Dr. Malone, Dr. Zelenko, Dr. Von Bosch, truly specialists stop the experimental vaccines because there are clear signals that these experimental vaccines have failed to be effective. Remember, one million Americans have been injured by the experimental shots and more than 21,000 have died. This is part, is this become, they became part of a human experiment, the largest in history. Three final thoughts from Jay Sear. Sear G. New York hospitals have been confirmed, have confirmed that 43% of COVID hospital admissions were not due to COVID. New Jersey hospitals have confirmed that 49% of COVID hospital admissions were not due to COVID. The CDC may be including pre-vaccine data in their calculations for vaccine effectiveness and categorizing people in it as unvaccinated. Think about it. The CDC is including data from 2020. And of course, in 2020, no one was vaccinated. The point of this is, ladies and gentlemen, please do your homework. Do not listen to the talking heads. Do not listen to the people that want to gaslight you. We have too many experts. We have experts in foreign policy, law enforcement, science, education, medical intelligentsia, and on and on and on. And they have all become highly politicized. They, they are jumping from advisors to deciders. It makes their expertise politically motivated and they cease being an expert at all, right? So when can we rely on experts again? Well, a lot of people think we need mass resignations or firings to start weeding out the herd. And before I just give you some of my ideas of what we should be doing, there are seven classic propaganda techniques that are being used on us. Name calling, derogatory terms, conspiracy theorists, for instance, glittering generalities like catchphrases, things made up at the uh, Harvard and Yale uh, marketing courses. Like, you know, when they say science is settled, any real scientist knows that they do not have the last word. Science is never settled. And then transference, you know, they link an idea with a company they think you have uh, reverence for. Testimonials by some quote unquote respected authority or celebrity to endorse what they're told to read. And then they want to, five would be, they, they, they like to put out plain folks who appear to be just like you and me, and that who shares our concerns. And they create an illusion that there's a consensus of people like this. Because you know, most of us want to be on the right side. And then they card stack. They only use those facts that support their ideas. And they try and make you assume that these facts are conclusive. They stack the cards against the truth. Trying to control your beliefs. So this is the COVID. I have stacks and stacks of stuff here on, on how, what they're doing 
what they're doing to us. What are they doing to us? And what are we doing to ourselves? You know, there's one thing that sets us apart from prior generations is that we've become a lot more sensitive. Our ancestors fought in wars, were exposed to the elements, survived famines, blizzards, and epidemics. Doesn't it seem like everything today makes us sick? Food allergies, autoimmune diseases, that's another thing. They've, they've skyrocketed under Fauci's head of the department. So it looks like tolerance is taking a nosedive. But we have to de- deal with something our forefathers didn't. And that's the, the relentless surge of electromagnetic waves. I keep coming back to this because it's a 24 seven. It's not like secondhand smoke. This is 24 seven. They damage us at a cellular level, ladies and gentlemen. And we get these free radicals with, which cause our mitochondria to, to malfunction and they can even break DNA strands. And of course, as we talked about, they destroy your microbiome. And so you get inflammation. And we've talked about what it takes to reestablish your microbiome. You know, I like a spore product because they survive the stomach acids and and help your microbiome recolonize. Because the EMF, they they single scramble and disrupt your delicate gut balance. So I want to just bring that back to your attention that we have to reestablish our gut microbiome. We have to repair the damage that is caused to that barrier in our guts that a lot of us don't get leaky gut syndrome where toxins that should not get into our system get in because there's a, a leak, like a border wall that's not complete. Having the right microbiome will help us attain our pro, pro appropriate nutrients. We get the, we'll get them absorbed better and actually can reset an overactive immune system because it helps with our innate immunity and our immune tolerance. So as you know, I like spore biotics. There's a, there's a lot of them out there. I don't have any sponsorships. I don't get any money, but I and my family use the Megaspore Biotic. We, we really like it because we are conscious of EMFs. And as I'm talking to you, I'm, I'm following my own advice that I've been talking to you about earthing. I have my bare feet on a grounding mat. Well, that's right. I sleep on a mattress with a grounding mat. And the science is there about EMFs. I'm not going to get go into it because I've gone into it on other podcasts and I don't want to take up too much of your time. So let me just look at what I have at this stack of stuff I have here. It's just crazy what's, what's going on especially with all the release of information. And by the way, if you uh, want a place to follow me, try a telegram and I, and look for doc, doc Ron, D O C Ron. I post most of this stuff and all of Dr. Malone and Zelenko. I post it all uh, on telegram. I'm also starting to post on choice social. Okay. Another, uh, site that doesn't uh, censor you for being honest. And remember, what I talked to you about, uh, and I found the name of it just now, uh, One America. One America is that life insurance company. Quote, we are seeing right now the highest death rates we have seen in the history of this business. That would 
And Scott Davidson said, not just at One America, but let me just let me just quote it. Quote, we are seeing right now the highest death rates we have seen in the history of this business, not just at One America, says Scott Davidson, head of a hundred billion dollar insurance company that's been in operation since 1877 and has 2,400 employees. The increase represents a huge, huge number, primarily among working age people. It's a bad sign and it's not unpredicted. We've had lots of people telling us this that these experimental vaccines were destroying our immune system. Here's something that you might want to just keep in mind, how they demonized ivermectin. From the FDA and CDC data worldwide, from 1996 to 2021, ivermectin had 3,756 adverse effects, 393 deaths, which turned out to be 15 deaths per year. I'm going to jump through the hydroxychloroquine, flu vaccines, dexamethasone, Tylenol, remdesivir, and go up to COVID vaccines, 21,002 deaths per year. How does that make you feel? And they demonize it as horse, horse medication. I still, I mean, there's lots of theories out there. Why do they want to get this shot into every man and woman? Why do they want to do that, ladies and gentlemen? Why do they want to suppress science? Why do they want to suppress Dr. Malone and Dr. Peter McCullough? You know, good questions, I think. And the, all the other scientists that are talking out. Why don't you see articles that uh, I talk about, that I read? The population is being killed off with COVID mRNA vaccines. Is that really the depopulation agenda of Bill Gates? Are people now really, like the statistics seem to indicate, dying from the vaccine. Nothing that has come out of our government has changed anything, right? We've been two years with lockdowns, masks, masks that don't work. Social distancing and the deaths of children and drug from drugs and Obesity. And our poor children. They had the lowest risk of serious COVID-19 infections. And what kind of effect uh, impact they have on our kids? Well, I'll give you a little bit of an idea. Suicide attempts among girls was 50, 51% in 21. Between 2019 and 2020, adolescent overdose mortality increased 94.3%. Fentanyl fatalities among teens tripled between 2019 and 2020 and represented 76.6% of adolescent overdose deaths in 2021. And how about our children's health? Decimated by the COVID experimental jab mandates. 16,000 doctors and scientists call for the elimination of all COVID jabs in children. How many children have died or have to live with myocarditis now? How many have to live with disabilities? They're not killed by the novel treatment or a threat, but are injured long-term. And Drs. Malone and now Dr. Peter McCullough are just going all out and telling you what that is. 
And don't forget, hospitalizations in, in Indiana are also higher than before COVID-19 shots were rolled out in 2021. The highest in five years. And the Insurance Regulatory and Developmental Authority of India reports a 41% rise in claims in 2021. And as the article states, the most probable cause is the experimental jabs. So look, keep your head about you. Self-care, learn about yourself. If you have, uh, you know, the start of a cold because people are shedding too, you can get it by, uh, you know, being around people, but they also shed their own vaccines. Oral, oral nasal decontamination is really important. Okay, because it takes three to five days for that virus to multiply in your nose to make you sick. So we want to hit it fast by irrigating your nasal passages with the providine iodine twice a day if you have, if you feel something coming on. Nebulized peroxide. I told you how to download that book, Rapid Virus Recovery by Dr. Levy. It's free. And as has been stated, if you do it, do it routinely, it can be a very effective preventative strategy. Nebulize hydrogen peroxide. Dr. Thomas E. Levy. Okay, and the book is called Rapid Virus Recovery. Make sure your vitamin D is optimized. Not just normal, but optimized. Optimized would be a level of 50 or more nanograms per milliliter. Get your vitamin D level checked. And to have an adequate level of vitamin D without taking massive doses, you need magnesium, you know, like 250 to 500 milligrams a day. You need vitamin K2, like 200 milligrams a day to optimize your vitamin D. Vitamin C, zinc, quercetin, and, and quercetin is something that Dr. Zelenko said two years ago, can act like hydroxychloroquine. When taken with zinc, it, gets in the, it allows the zinc to get into the cells. And hopefully the, the ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and monoclonal antibodies can be used early early in the process. The only one that has shown to be effective at all stages is ivermectin, but hydroxychloroquine and monoclonal antibodies have been shown to be effective when used early. Doxycycline and the z can address any secondary bacterial infections and full dose aspirin is sometimes recommended. And they're recommending systemic enzymes. That's the Zymesis. That's Wong Essentials. <coughs> Excuse me. Wong Essentials. We've, I think I, I started this podcast six years ago talking about Zymesis. Breaks down the virus cell and also helps to, to prevent and break down blood clots. So you want to eat? Your fruits and vegetables, like like your mother told you, right? Four servings of fruit, five servings of fresh vegetables. Include some nuts and coconut in your diet. And please include some animal foods like red meat, poultry, fish, eggs, and milk. And do avoid all the sugar, the diet sodas. Learn to uh, enjoy water again. This is what we have to do to stay healthy, okay? Because we have to take care of ourselves. The medical profession has gone woke and they are, doctors are being threatened not to use drugs that can cure you in favor of the ones that bring the big pharmaceutical companies lots of money.
And if you can get out into the sunshine, if you live in the southeast like I do or in the south and you can get some sun, you know, it's believe it or not, it's best between 8 and 10 in the morning and 4 and 7 at night. Because that's mainly the UVA light. Okay. When's the best time to walk? Anybody know? About 45 minutes to an hour after eating. Well, you wouldn't think that, right? But it is. You'll get greater caloric metabolism. And, and you need good restorative sleep. There's so many books that are out there that are worth reading. But one for our children's future also is uh, The Invisible Rainbow, Invisible Rainbow by Arthur Furstenberg. You know, he's the one, you know, you know, you're hearing about birds and bees dying. This is also coming at a time where we're seeing more and more 5G. And part of this history has been with us on the Isle of, of Wight when Marconi built the world's first permanent radio station. The bees gave us a warning. They warned humanity. They were dying. They fell back to the earth. Ninety percent of the bees vanished from that island. So they call it what? Isle of White Disease. So they imported healthy bees. But within a week, the fresh bees were dying off by the thousands. So here we are like a, a, a century later and we're starting to see the same thing. 5G antennas. All over the place. And guess what? Carpenters are seeing bees dropping and dying. And now we're, we're hearing about the birds. So are the bees, according to Furstenberg, are telling us, wake up. Wake up. Radio waves, wa ra excuse me, radio waves are poisoning our life. The 5G penetrates our skin and our cell walls and our mitochondria. They affect our food. They disorient migratory birds. And they outright kill tiny forms of life that pollinate flowers. So this book is a really good read really a good read and then we're launching satellites like you know god knows what i don't i think there's twelve thousand up there now and they want to have forty-two thousand in a few more years Forty-two thousand. what do they do what are they how are they affecting us we don't know we are another experiment like the covid jabs a human experiment. Global vandalism, it could be called. Okay. Sorry about that, but I had to rant and rave because we are, we're just not on a, a good trajectory uh, to leave this planet better than we uh, inherited it. And it's going to take a one-on-one -on -one to, to, to overcome this. Got to start at the grassroots levels. And not be afraid to voice your opinion. And doctors have to strap a set on and start prescribing ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine early to prevent people from going into the hospital and dying where they're not allowed to give it. You have to actually sue the hospital to give your loved one ivermectin. Dr. Wong has a simple dosage. If you use the 
veterinarian form of ivermectin. It's one cc per hundred pounds in a liquid of your choice. One cc per hundred pounds. He's been talking about this for years. You're not injecting it. You're drinking it. You're ingesting, not injecting. You're drinking it down with a liquid of your choice. And we are will survive, like Gloria Gaynor said, we will survive. All right, so next week, I'm going to have a program on the size matter. If you're interested, tune in. We do a live broadcast early in the day, Tuesday, and then replay it at 4 p.m. The size matter. So thank you for listening, and Uncle Freddie, take us out of here. Hey, everybody, Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. And let the doctor know what's bothering you. When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you I'm sure he can tell you just what to do The doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house So if you have a pain, call the doctor If you have a strain, call the doctor Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house See you next week.